Hey, 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 what is going on? You are listening to Tag's podcast, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Steve V. This is episode 355. Welcome back, Lincoln. How are you doing? Hello, it's been a minute. I miss you guys. How are you guys doing? It's good to hear you. Really good. We miss you, and yeah. I'm really glad you're here. So happy. Um, also joining us, of course, Cody Maurice Doggett. How the hell are you doing, Cody? Uh, uh, hello, darling. <laughs> I forgot my line. <laughs> I'm doing well, thank you. How are you guys doing this lovely evening? I'm doing really good. You know, um, I want to hear about your weekend. Yeah. Um, just to give you a little bit of update. I'm walking. I broke my ankle, but I'm walking and sneakers. And it feels so good to have spring here and walking around. I walk very slow, you guys. But if you're willing to um, keep up with my slow speed, I'm here to go. And I love it. And like Carrie and, and just like that, I have a very sexy Pete physical therapist oh. that re- yeah i he's so sexy where is he um, steven it's mount sinai physical therapy in union square um he probably wouldn't he's he's totally straight and married because <laughs> i saw the ring on his finger eric chan is his name nice. oh boy and what what made it even better is that he broke his ankle like 20 years ago okay. so not only is he really hot to look at and I'm fantasizing about him, but he knows what I'm going through yeah. and he has all the exact stretches and exercises to get me going. And it just so helps. And especially when he's massaging it, it's just, I mean, my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. So I'm so happy I'm in good hands and little by little, I'm getting better and better. And I'm so happy. Um you know, C- Cody, you went to a super spread. I mean, a wedding this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and a little known fact, you know, I watch, you know, I, I keep up so much for this show, y'all. I watch some of the craziest things like, oh, I forget on CBS. It's not Entertainment Tonight, but the show be- that comes before Entertainment with Deborah Norville. And she, they were saying on there that weddings are, of course, because all weddings got canceled all in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Everybody's getting married. I'm going to two weddings this year. Oh. You went to a wedding. However, they're kind of super spreader <sighs> events. And some people were saying on the news report that they're requiring their guests to get vaccinated to show proof of vaccination. And I thought, that's so smart. That would have you been told smart. me that they weren't doing that at yours. <laughs> they did what? not. Oh, can you tell us? I feel fine. I am going to get tested tomorrow because okay, to you're not sure. coming over here. <laughs> I'm coming to hug and kiss you first, of course. <laughs> but and then right after, I'm going to go get tested. But no, I'm I'm fine. Everything. The wedding was fantastic. It was beautiful. Everybody kept asking me and Joe when we're getting married, which is kind of awkward. I know, right? It's just awkward for me because. I would never have thought that that would come out of his family's mouth because I don't know. It's just like a disconnect as far as gay relationships and straight relationships. They have different, you know, timelines. Exactly. And different, just people, people don't think of 
gay relationships is getting married. So that's why it, it caught me off guard the first time, but then it kept happening. So I just thought that that was, that was ve- a very interesting thing that happened during the wedding. So. Got it. Well, stay safe. I'm sure you're fine. But Lincoln, you know, so. you are on so the brink of going on some trips here. What can you tell us about the trips you're going on? Are you worried <laughs> about COVID? What's going on? Um, well, we're both getting our second booster tomorrow morning. Um, so that's exciting because I'm yes. looking forward to that and that being kind of under our belt before we get on a plane on Friday morning. We're yes. flying to California for 10 days and staying at my house out there. So we're away from people. We're not in a hotel. We're not around people a lot unless we want to be. I'm also in the habit now of when we fly to San Francisco, we just rent a car at the airport. Oh, we drive nice. into the city, we go to the Castro, we go to Hot Cookie, we get a burrito, we walk around if it's nice. I used to go to Cafe Floor when it was open, but it's no longer open. Yeah. <gasps> Sadness. Very sad. Um, and we and then we drive into Walnut Creek and we have a night and then I just return the car out there the next day. So we're not Got in it. an Uber with another driver. We're not on BART. We're not, you know what I mean? depending on other people. And we just kind of like it that way anyway, COVID or no COVID. Yeah. And we're seeing family. We're not, you know, we haven't been out dancing or out swinging from the rafters or any of that at the (laughs) moment. We did go to the Eagle once or twice. Um, We've been going, like we were talking about before the show started, we've been going to theater a lot because we feel like if everyone in the theater has to show proof of vaccination and they're making people keep their masks up the whole time and we could just leave and come home after at least there's a bit of a security yeah no matter what degree that is you know there have as we all know like nancy pelosi just turned positive eric adams just became positive so it's becoming more and more common and less and less um what's the word i'm looking for serious Yeah. Or no, like the illness itself. Oh, okay. People yeah. seem to have it a lighter strain, but okay. And if we get it, we get it. We both are kind yeah. of resolved with that. I a couple weeks ago there was someone who tested positive at the gym, and who was taking my class. So you know everyone got tested, and we let everyone know. But that's not a requirement anymore. So that kind of comes and goes. Um, but we're looking forward to getting. I'm just looking forward to getting away from New York City. New York City is. Uh, tapping us out and and steve as you're walking around slowly in new york please be careful (laughs) on the sidewalk not on the sidewalk the electric bikes the people going not paying attention it's everywhere people are knocking each other over everywhere oh yeah i'm riding my bike actually i'm riding the electric bikes i'm riding the bike and i yeah but i i pull myself to the edge of i'm so funny i'm like an old man i I don't look like an old man but i walk like an old man sort of and i pull myself to the edges of the streets and yeah Yeah. um but little by little it's all getting there and it's all good um I am. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, okay. So we got to get into some hot topics. And this one, I cannot wait for you guys to weigh in. There was a tweet, Cody, I think you sent me this, of a a viral tweet that went postal when gay, that goes like this. When gay boys turn 13 years old, the universe assigns them one woman working in entertainment. <laughs> I did say From that. that point forward, their purpose on earth becomes supporting this woman so hard that 
the force of their love of her could literally kill them. I love this tweet because it does resonate with me. And you said, <laughs> Cody, it's like one, it's like two. Um, I'm just going to read you a few of the ones that I can totally relate to. Guapo Negro on Twitter wrote, forever, it will never stop. I love her because I love her. Refer, And it's a picture of him in his bedroom with Janet Jackson posters from Rhythm that's Nation <laughs> to on and on and on. And you know, that's one of mine. Right? So like you, I have more than one. It was Janet Jackson. It was Madonna first and Janet Jackson. And I got confused with Cyndi Lauper when she came out with Girls Just Want to Have Fun for a minute. And then I went into Madonna. But People wrote on here, I was assigned Gaga, which I love. <laughs> Somebody wrote, um, this is really funny to me because I'm so happy with the people, the women that I chose are still living and working and doing their thing. Mm -hmm. Somebody shows, um, um, oh my gosh, who, uh, it hasn't been easy, but damn it, ride or die. And it's, oh gosh, what is her name? Christina Aguilera? No, she's like had a really mess of a career. Britney Spears. There's a lot of them. I can keep going. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. Sorry, Lindsay Lo Lindsay Lohan was oh, this person. Oh my god, I'm gonna get canceled. Please cut this. Lindsay Lohan. Somebody wrote. Okay, but why is mine Queen Latifah? And why was it specific Ooh. because of her role in Last Holiday? Um, somebody Aww. wrote Madonna first. She, she can be a handful, but we are still going strong. And it's Madonna's butt in the air. Um, I got to ask you, uh, we all know Lincoln. I'm sure yours was Madonna when you were younger. And why? And what do you think that theory is that we gravitate towards strong, powerful women like this? I also was a big Cyndi Lauper person. I love Cyndi Lauper more than Madonna at the beginning. Uh, I didn't really yep. catch the Madonna bug. I was sitting, and I actually went to an AIDS uh, dance-a-thon when you used to get sponsors and you had to dance the entire AIDS dance-a-thon. Oh, yeah, I remember those. Yeah, it was at the pier in San Francisco and Queen Latifah performed. Whoa. And I remember I was like, ah, she's amazing. You know what I mean? But I was a, Yeah, okay. I'll hail the queen. I also yes. was down at Thompson Twins, Depeche Mode, The Cure. Love, I was all yeah. into that, deep into it. So I Duran um, Duran. Yeah, but I remember I went to the Who's That Girl tour and I had general admission tickets. So we went really early at the uh, what was the Shoreline Amphitheater? That's where I went. We were probably there we probably too. I was, I was in, yeah. And I brought a pad, a white pad of paper and pencils, and I drew Madonna portraits and sold them for $10 each. I made $100. Oh, wow. And we listened to her do the sound check. You got to draw and me Oh, my We got God. to the very front of the gate, where the, like the gate, where I, I remember being a gate where the like, like the general admission was in the past yeah way up at the top and people were pushing so hard that my arms were bloody at the end of the concert wow. that was probably me pushing you yes, and sorry you i apologize after all these years but <laughs> but if i now, know if you ever need to leave a club because of an emergency just get behind me i know why everyone <laughs> wanted me to play football in high school i will flatten innocent people in a heartbeat now i'm jaded the rest of my life but um i think we I don't know. I, I guess we emulate 
things that inspire us and and she was such an activist back then for free speech and pushing the envelope and she was also doing what I wanted to do you know what I mean I I just I definitely yeah. know what you mean I think the reason yeah definitely she was rebellious she was out there she was proud she was unapologetic yes. which I love that word she, it's one of her words she uses in her songs. And I think for a shy gay boy, I'm speaking for myself, of course, that spoke to me of who I could be in the midst of people teasing and, and my shyness and all these things that I was trying to overcome that gave, that she through music gave me permission to be kind of that underground rebelliousness and explore that side. And on the other hand, Janet Jackson, yeah. the album was Control. If you go back That's to the, the first album, Control. And it was all about finding control and I'm in control of my life. So and this is my question to you, not to interrupt you, but is it the person or is it the character that they create, the energy and the meaning that they create? Because that's what well, it's always been yeah. for me. Like I can, I can feel that with Cyndi Lauper, with Madonna, with Adina, even especially in Wicked and Alphaba. Well, it's, being the, it's a little bit of little both. Green Girl, you know, or Gaga and everything she's represented. I think it's a little bit of both, and it's where pop culture combines, in my mind. Because if you look, so, so for example, if you just took like a standard piece of artwork and you're looking at like a painting, it provokes stuff out of you. But pop culture, a pop artist, is they're on stage when they're on the red carpet, they're on stage when they're on recording, they're on stage when you're listening to them, when they're at the American Music Awards. And so pop culture combines all of that. So to me, it's a combination of all of those things that just makes you ignite and makes you excited and makes you want to see them on David Letterman or put plus play on your on your CD recorder or whatever it is. Right. And no, I think it's a com for me. It's a combination of both. Um, Cody, who was your mistress of ceremonies? <laughs> that <laughs> well, when, I, when I was younger, of course, it was Janet Jackson because I lived for her. Like you, her music just spoke to me. The Control album was. Oh. I was really young then, but I was like, I want to be the one in control. Okay. <laughs> but then as I got older and I started to come into my own sexuality, her her journey as far as discovering herself and her sexuality in the Janet album in um, The Velvet Rope. Oh, my God. The Velvet Rope put oh. me through changes. <laughs> <laughs> okay that was I when i was that. just coming out and it it just really spoke to me on every level but like you i have so many i really love beyonce <laughs> i know steve you don't yeah really... <laughs> no it's okay I, I don't i'm not mad i'm not mad <laughs> i really really love beyonce because she is just an all-around fantastic performer and she she just does it she's the best in the game to me so yeah those are my two top two but i could keep going if you really 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 want me to 
<laughs> I just love that people, you know, it's it's funny who you pick and then you look back on and somebody poked Lindsay Lohan and and their comment was it hasn't been easy, but damn it, ride or die. Yeah. It's like you have to go with the person that you picked. Of course, um who were some of the other share seven year old me discovered share on, on a Sunday night? Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially with uh, Moonstruck. Moonstruck was my family through oh, and through, through and love through. That like everything movie. about that movie. Grace Jones, mm. um, her work speaks for her for itself. That's a great one. Somebody else, of course, fourteen year old when this was released. Kylie Minogue. Um, yeah, so all kinds of Were you an Alice just... Moyet person at all? Do you even know? Yes. Yeah, upstairs at Eric. Yes, of course. Yeah, she I was, I followed her. her for years. Heavy, thin, solo career. Bat, you know, I love her. And Tracy Thorne from uh, Everything oh But the Girl. God, everything But and the did Girl. You, I heard her recently in an interview talking about when he got sick and everyone thought yes. he had AIDS. There's a great NPR like, oh article. My God, it's so good. She's, I, I love her. She's still, you know, she's in and I'm out of music, music, but she's a writer and I love, I love Tracy Thorne so much. Of course, Lisa Stansfield. I mean, great call. Amazing. But I also, go back in the day, uh, you know, Debbie Gibson and Electric Youth and Tiffany yeah. and all that. I was down with all that too. And I, I love Yeah, it. I went to the Debbie Gibson concert and actually flirted with a dancer. Did you? And ended oh. up hooking up with him after the concert. Shocking. But uh, you know, there's not a bad there's, there's a, a current. There's last year Debbie came out with a, a dance track that's actually I not think bad. It's Deborah Lincoln. now. Is it Deborah now? Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's her single, her last dance single is actually really good. I have to say, I'm just putting it out there. Okay. Check it out. We've got to move on though. Um, all right florida um a little bit we've had some fun here but the center for disease control cdc has issued a health alert about an outbreak of meningocal disease in florida oh i think my. that's the official name of it that's mainly affecting gay and bisexual men in response to the outbreak the cdc has taken the step of advising gay men in the state to get vaccinated especially if they have HIV. And they also recommend gay men to get a booster shot if they have had the vaccine for more than five years. And they're talking about the meningocal, that's what it's called. What is that? I'm sorry, I'm very Meningitis, essentially, meningitis. Okay. um, Which, as many know, I remember getting this, it can affect the brain. Yeah, meningitis Um, is serious. Yeah, I remember, and so... I remember years ago, not years ago, maybe like five or six years ago here in New York, I went to a gay sex club here in New York City. And at the gay sex club at two in the morning, they were giving meningitis vaccinations there because there was an outbreak here in New York City. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, should I get it? Should I not get it? I was on the fence, but I thought, you know what? If they think enough of them to have it here at this establishment, I'm just going to get it. And I got it. And I was so happy I did because I did more research on it and I learned about meningitis and left untreated. Like we said, it can really affect the brain and cause serious damage to an individual. And so 
when these things happen, I mean, have you heard of these things, Lincoln, of meningitis? Have you been vaccinated for it? And <clears throat> I don't know if I've been vaccinated for meningitis. I'm pretty sure that I have. I'm mm-hmm. having a lot of issues with the healthcare community right now. So that's another one to check. Um, I have a friend who actually got meningitis prior to the pandemic and um, through sexual contact with other people. And he was in the hospital for a long time. It was very, very serious. So um, I haven't, you know, that's my only real experience with it. I know that there was an outbreak in New York City, again, pre-pandemic a long time ago. But um, with everything going on in Florida, it doesn't surprise me. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of activity down there. A lot of people moved to Florida. Like, I haven't been to the Wilton Manor situation, but from everything I see online, it's quite the situation. <laughs> yeah, they. so what, the, the way this works is it's typically in confined areas in cities, mm-hmm. and they say that it's, it's primarily currently in Florida, and those coming into Florida should just be aware of it. I mean, what are your thoughts on this, Cody, when you hear about something like this? It's just sad. I think that people should just be as safe as possible. Of course, get vaccinated for it and just be on the on the lookout for it. So, yeah. 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 Um, okay, moving on. We all love or m- many of us know the YouTuber Michael Henry. Mm-hmm. He has returned with his latest video, which is very funny. It's an indictment of size fetishism in the queer community. The sketch pits Henry against his frenemies, Bruce and Jax, in a debate over, well, let's just call it length privilege. Michael slams Jax for complaining about the woes of life as a tall bottom, alleging he's hypnotized, not hypnotized, (laughs) but hypnotized. In other words, entitled because he's tall. Michael also alleges that Jax exaggerates his size to appeal to other men and in more ways than just his elevation. Everyone is hypnotized, Jax charges. Gays, and especially the straights, they're insane over height. If you had to choose between a shrimp of a man and a tall man that could toss you around, you would choose the tall man. Admit it. Is he right? Well, the skit is really funny. I'll post it on tagspodcast.com. And it does bring up the question, Lincoln, as a tall, as the tall man on the crew here, how tall are you? <laughs> oh, wait six, a minute. 6'2". Six, six <laughs> uh, well, I was 6'2", and then I lost a little with the hip replacement stuff. So I'm wow. a little under 6'2". Okay. Well, let's just make you 6'2". That's fine. And for the sake of conversation here. <laughs> for the sake here, of argument. Yeah. In my boots, and... I'm almost 6'3". So let's let's go with the boots. With, with the heels on. <laughs> I was just about on, to say with the heels you. on. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, have you noticed guys come for you because of your height? And has that ever been a thing? And, by, and question number two is, has height ever been a, a thing for you, uh, being a taller man? Do you, what do you look for? Yeah, Peter's going to have a stroke when I say this, but I was always um, <laughs> like, I've, Turn the mic down. I've had a lot of shorties in my life that have been significant relationships. And um, I like, like a, sh- a shorter person's proportions can sometimes, it's a good proportion. It can be sexy. So I could be into that. I've been into that in the past. Um, Peter has excellent proportions and is almost as tall as me. So that's 
sexy as well. And I know a lot of people like the tall thing. It's also worked in the opposite direction where people go, no, you're too tall for me. You're too big for me. It's not my thing. So, mm. you know, to each his own. What do you say? Yeah. Right. It's so funny. Yeah. Because like, for example, my sister's, of course, she's going to like have a stroke now that I'm not calling her out on this, but she's really into height. She's a taller woman. I mean, not super tall and she wears heels. So she likes them to be taller than her. Okay. And I have, I don't know that I've ever had an issue with it. I love a good, I'm currently writing a short story, uh, erotic, a gay erotic, a short story about a guy that was six three and he enveloped me and I'm writing words like that. He Ooh. enveloped me. And I mean, he just really took me under that whole spell of just bigness that was so hot and sexy. On the other hand, I tend to get, be attracted to guys or have, you know, that are around my height or even shorter these days. So I don't, I, I think I love the fluidity of it all. I love that I can be drawn to a super tall guy, a short guy, and I'm kind of into all of it, and which makes for variety. Yeah. Um, Cody, what are your thoughts on this? As how tall are you, Cody? I am five <laughs> nine and three quarters. <laughs> okay. No, I don't. I'm five nine. Um, so I think that us being average height people, we get that that privilege of not really having a preference as far as shorter people are concerned or taller people are concerned because we can see the beauty in, in both of them. I am. Yeah. Yeah. I am dating my boyfriend now. He's, he's, a, he's on the shorter <laughs> side <laughs> and I do enjoy that. I can just wrap him up in my arms and hold him tightly. That, that is very appealing to me, but there's also something that's appealing about climbing that big tree. <laughs> so, uh <-huh. laughs> So I think that it more for me, like like Lincoln was saying, it's it's about body proportion. I like a, a thicker guy, and that generally tends to be uh, men that are on the shorter side. That they're that they're more um, not stable, substantial. Is that the the word I want to look for? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I hear what we're all saying, and it kind of sounds like we're all on the same page of, in the end, it's all about who the chemistry, what you're drawn to. That, yes, we all have certain things that we might be drawn to, but really, it comes down to chemistry in the end. And I think that's kind of the beauty of it all, and I like that idea of it. Um. We have advice and we love giving advice to our listeners and a listener wrote into us and he goes by M and he says, I have been together with my partner close to 18 years. There is a 10 year difference between us. I am currently 40 and he is 50. We haven't really had routine sex in close to three years, mainly due to his physical and emotional health. The only re really time it comes up is when he's drunk or on a birthday and he'll joke it's that time of year oh gosh mm. all right oh, <laughs> we are in a closed relationship which was fine when we were having sex regularly but it's frustrating because whenever i bring it up he promises to work on it but never does any advice um any advice, I do love him. I do love him and would never cheat, but I miss sex, especially a good blowjob. 
which I have never gotten since the beginning. It's beginning to affect my mental health. I enjoy listening to your program and value your opinion. Thanks, M. So this is a really interesting, um, you know, I was really touched. Thank you so much, M, for writing. And, yeah. and it sounds like you really want to work on this and you have something there. And I think this is something that can, I'm just going to put it out there, that is can be fixed. Uh, Lincoln, what are your thoughts when you hear this um, about their relationship and what advice would you have for them? I think using fantasy and communication is always the way to go, right? So try, if it's something that you really want and you really want to get over that hurdle, I think the more that we use fantasy and communication is the way to get there. And your true intention and your true desires can happen given give it a little time give it a little working around the edges i i, I think i i don't i don't want to overstep but what what do you think steven yeah so i think that it sounds like he's trying brought brought it up to his partner before given what he said here and every time it's like i'll try and work on it so clearly that's not working but could it be so when I, brought to the table in a different way without yeah and that's and, yeah and that's exactly where i was going and i i wrote this word i keep saying this word and i didn't realize that it was a hotbed word that pivot i keep saying pivot in a lot of if you listen to our latest podcast i keep saying pivot and then i heard something recently that pivot was the word of 2020 and as a um hot topic guy here that's no wonder that i would pick up on that yeah. but i do love the word pivot it does remind me of when i was a gymnast and pivot meant a lot of other things but I do think when something isn't working in the way you're bringing it up, so if it's not working when you bring it up and he's like, oh, well, or if he's only bringing sex up on the birthday thing, which, sorry, sounds like an old man thing to do to me, (laughs) just saying that you need, that it does, it just does, that you got to then pivot. And what brings to mind is, Uh, spontaneity and find ways of being spontaneous so one thing that can always be fun with a partner is massage and who doesn't for the most part who doesn't love a good massage or from a foot massage to a full-on massage you do the math that initiating a massage when you're sitting there watching tv can lead to intimacy and maybe reconnecting in different ways in a spontaneous way. So I use the word pivot, but finding new ways to pivot. If you've been together for that long, Mm -hmm. finding new ways to pivot to find that intimacy can be kind of a game and a fun game. And finding massage time, um, you know, I do this with myself. I've turned off the TV in... Because I think we get so caught up in routine. So it's nighttime, the TV has to be on. It's like, well, or I could turn the TV off and light some candles and read this book that actually I've been wanting to read and pivot. And it's changed the game for me just as a solo person here, a single person. And I think if you do that with your partner, the intimacy can lead to then intimacy on 
like forget having the conversation if that's not working with you start initiating maybe give him a blowjob mm. and go from there and start initiating sex without asking and having the conversation because i think sometimes initiating and doing the the act of doing can give you results and the person doesn't have a chance to really think about it. Yeah. You're so passionate about it. And I think that would be the way that I would go about it is just find new moments, be in the moment where phones are off. You can put some music on, you can light some candles. It's you alone time. And I think that could be kind of fun. I mean, you've talked about this a little bit in the past Lincoln, where you put on lights, <laughs> you, like, those. We have our black and party weekend moment. Yeah. Ooh, share, if you could just share a little bit about those moments, because I think this could be helpful for this listener well, the, on how, yeah. The other thing I was going to say, and, and again, I, I, you know, I hesitate in bringing everything back to COVID and the two years we've gone through, but how long have they been together? Did he say in his 10, 10 years? Oh, well, sorry, sorry, sorry. 18 years. So you've been together 18 years and you just got through a pandemic for two years with shelter in place and all of the things that made us more and more together, together, together. Like you just said, come home, watch TV. We can't go out. We can't do this. So maybe just by the fact that the world is opening again, you guys could do some things outside of your home that get you attracted to each other in a different light, in a different way that you could bring back oh, to home together. That sounds good. Ooh. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sorry, it took me you know a moment what? to get there, but I got there. <laughs> you know what? That does make sense because the routine of being you you've just acknowledged what they've what we've all gone through and acknowledged gave them props for that. And how brilliant would date night out would be to exactly. go out. Exactly. Yeah. The, the 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 whole concept of date night or going for a walk in the park or going to an event and then going to another event or going you know, one day soon, I hope, to a bar or a nightclub where there's some dancing, something outside. All of our prides are coming, no matter where you live in the world. Yeah. Pride is coming. Fourth of July is coming. Labor Day is coming. And with those come little events that don't have to be a big circuit party, just a fun event that could kind of make you see each other in another light. And at the same time, give inventory to where you stand in the world because we are all i personally i should only speak for myself i am in a phase of ptsd of mask not mask what are people saying to me where are they coming from people walk into the bakery every different speed possible some people are coming in very shy. Some people come in, they want to lose 100 pounds in a week, but they still want a cookie. Some people are like <laughs> keto that crazy. Would be like some people are carb crazy. And it's like, this is a symptom of a much bigger problem. And I was at a, yeah. a gay birthday party uh, yesterday that had about 50 people there. And a big part of the conversation that I didn't even bring up, other people were bringing up how awkward they feel back in public. Oh, wow. How they don't know how to 
start a conversation without talking about how they lost their job or they lost their parent or they the pandemic has been so hard or this is so hard or I gained 30 pounds and I can't wear the clothes I wanted to wear and I can't wear. Everything seems so wow. apocalyptic when all we're trying to do is get together for a birthday party. You wow. know, and, and like, what is going on? You know, know so... But- Go ahead. Sorry. Why? why? Yeah, Cody, I, I want to hear from you, Cody, too, because what would be your thoughts for what, what, uh, some advice for him? Yeah. I, you know what? I was going to go completely left. So I'm glad you got me back go on left. track. Go no. left. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, why do we feel like we have to hide those feelings? We shouldn't have to hide the feelings that we have as far that's it's a, co- a communal despair that we're all going through we shouldn't have to hide those feelings everybody is going through that the more that we share those feelings the more connected we will be as a community and as a society i feel like so okay back to the in a topic. perfect world absolutely you're absolutely right i don't think we have the skill to do that though cody oh i hear you i, you know what I mean or I what you're saying some certain we things, better find them certain things got kind of nipped in the bud like i think we've talked to, i don't sorry I don't want to interrupt, but no, you had a momentum in the gay community of seeing people week after week and seeing people at the gym and then seeing people at the Eagle or walking around on the street or then seeing them online and then saying hi here, hi there. We had 23rd Street Crunch close here in Chelsea. That was yeah. a big hi, 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 hi place. Bars were closed for a long time. It's been really, really cold out. There's just a lot of factors there that to get that momentum going again, I think is hard. So just put that microscope on a two-person relationship where you've only been together. It's a skill set. I think it's hard. So my point is, how can you overcome a hurdle that you won't even admit is there? Is kind of something that I am trying to point to. I love that point. It makes sense. Yeah, I yeah, seem to be constantly admitting to everyone that it's there. Literally, like I've had people come into the bakery and I say, Hey, the last four customers, I put my foot straight in my mouth. So welcome to the protein bakery. If you have a question, let me know. Because I went down some road of like, hey, blah 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 blah, and the person looked like me like I had three heads and walked out the store. And I was like, wow, what did wow. I say that was so wrong? Why did I, Aww. you know what I mean? And they I, just wanted to be left alone. I would have pulled up a chair, okay? <laughs> exactly. Here's our couch, so. Real quick, Cody, I want to hear what your advice okay, is, though. So my advice is, okay, oh, I got to refocus now. Um, so my advice is, first of all, I want to commend him for knowing what type of relationship that he he wants to have he wants to have a monogamous relationship it would be so easy for him to go out there and sleep with any guy that he wants to i have to commend him for sticking to his guns and saying you know i want to be committed to this person and i would like to only have sex with this person that yeah high five yes. to you, sir. okay yes thank you good point thank you number two i feel like like i kind of pointed out before he's the they're not they're trying to overcome a hurdle that they don't that they won't admit is there the whole fact that he won't go to the therapist and figure out why he's having these issues should be telling of 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 his mindset he needs they need to figure out why he's so resistant to actually going to the therapist and addressing these emotional and physical um 
ailments or things that are hindering him from actually having sex because i think that that is the the first step to them him actually healing and to to where they will be able to have a more active self uh sex life great point love it yeah that's really good you're right good stuff i think we all said great things because once we break up break up all the monotony then it you never know where it can lead yeah yeah and just to put a bullet on what you just said about the choice of monogamy the party that we went to last night yesterday which was a birthday party for somebody there's a group of people that were at this party that i used to be out in the world with like in berlin Mm -hmm. or in back rooms and all that and peter and i have made the choice to be monogamous we've been effortlessly in a lot of way in most ways we've been monogamous now for over three years i don't really miss it i don't miss the fear of did i catch something or the the um idea that i have to be with every single person like it's just i've kind of outgrown it for the moment and i know okay and that's okay (laughs) and that's all right but there were people at the party yesterday that like kind of snubbed me a little bit really And I was like is it because i'm not part of that peter and i are not part of that whole polyamorous mindset that polyamorous community because i accept that community without being a part of it so why can't that flip-flop and accept us at the same time oh yeah there's always going to be people that are going to be picking picking on different walls and but you have a strong conviction on where you stand and just stand with that but yeah yeah there's always going to be people that are like hmm well what's this all about and you're gonna feel that friction yeah but yeah you just stand strong with where you're at and yeah they'll they'll get the point yeah or we'll move on because if the train doesn't stop at your station it's not your train and that's fine too (laughs) you know what i mean well we had a follow-up advice i love a good follow-up moment and this person really wanted lincoln's advice too because the last time we gave advice was jeremy was on the program so i should probably read i'm going to read the original one lincoln so that you have some bearings on what this was and then go back so originally this guy wrote in and he said, I'm 57, a gay man from Boston. I am five years out of an eight-year relationship. So it's been five years since he was in an eight-year relationship in which I was engaged the last year to my partner, only to find out he had been cheating on me for a year. Mm. I called off the wedding. Anyway, I'm ready to date again and have tried all the hookup apps and online dating including cupid hinge over the past year only to find the quality and mind of most of the men in my uh, area to be subpar and scatterbrained and are just gay men with short attention spans looking for the next hot thing so he asked the question this by the again just to remind everybody was originally when we first gave advice with the kind prodding of a straight girlfriend of mine she has asked me to interview a couple of matchmaking companies with the hope of finding a better suited man do you think this is a good idea he asked at the time 
he writes, I'm an average to good looking man and look 10 years younger than my age. I'm financially comfortable and lead a very full life with family, friends, and a business. The matchmaking firms I have talked to have fees from five to $15,000 range. And also my experience to date is I can get any number of young men for a hookup or a sugar daddy situation. I'm having plenty of fun. I'm having plenty of fun sexing kinky sex and otherwise by the way he wanted to know um but the men in a more age he wants so his advice on how i should look for a date or a possible partner at this stage of my life and he also asked if he thought the matchmaking firm was a good investment so we gave our advice. Cody, do you remember when we gave our advice to I remember the Jim. question. I don't remember what I said. <laughs> no, for the most part, I think we all said it was really good that he approached that. Anyways, let me read his response that he sent us yesterday. He says, hello again, Steve, Jeremy, Lincoln, and Cody. Thanks for your advice. And I figured I would give an update on the suggestions. I looked into three to four matchmaking services and was not impressed as I hoped I would be. One, the fee was quite large, ten to fifteen thousand for a ten to fifteen for ten to fifteen introductions. A that's lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Also, the companies were based out of Toronto, New York, San Francisco, and LA, even if they showed offices in my city, which is Boston. So they all said they had limited matches in my area, so that was not a very hopeful in my opinion. I have tried long distance dating with a few guys in the past because I remember we said, try the long distance thing. And more successful the guy, the less time they seem to have to put into the dating process, let alone mm -hmm. the fact that we were a plane ride away. I'm passing on that for now. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Ironically, I have been on the Mr. app for a year now. It also has been surprisingly less prosperous than Grinder. I find mostly a lot of uh, on the guys I seem to match with are across the pond or heck in Australia. Oh, well, my friends say it will only take one guy. So I'm thinking as much as I'm not into a bar scene. I'm thinking as much as I'm not into a bar scene, it might be the best way to move forward, question mark. So he's asking, is the bar scene going to be a thing? Any other thoughts of this mature, not so bad looking man to connect with a handsome guy with the goal of dating? And then in parentheses, he writes, Lincoln did not get to weigh in on this. And I appreciate his thoughts as I think we are in a similar age group. <laughs> Me too. Do you all have any other suggestions for a mature man like myself to meet decent, similar looking, happy and sane men to date? I'm sure I'm not the only 50 something man out there that is wondering if being single is better than these apps and difficult dating scene question mark. He loves the podcast and he loves us. Thanks, Jim in Boston. That's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Do you have a full understanding, Lincoln? I do. Of this, or do you, okay. I do. Okay. So good. first of all, I would have said, first of all, <laughs> this is not easy. Yeah. This is cool. not, Thank you. This is Thank not, you for putting that yeah. to rest. Um, yeah. Thank you. Right. And you need to let go immediately of, if I do this, this result will happen. Like one plus one equals two. Oh, yeah. It's Ooh. not going to work that way, especially in 2022, especially 
with our community and all the things going on in our community. It's just in the crazy world that's yeah, we're living in world. right so now. I would say go for the matchmaker, go for the apps, go to a bar, look online, see if there are meetups that are like, you know, gay professionals that go to a museum, gay professionals that go to the theater, gay people. There are tons of groups and activities out there and just go to have a good time. Do not go anywhere looking yep. for a result. Yes. Because you are 56 years old, right? Was that the age? Yes. Seven, 50, okay. And you're in your 50s. You're alive. A lot of us in our 50s who are gay men know a lot of people that didn't make it to this age. We have a lot to be grateful for. Own the life that you're living without a partner. Get as strong as you can with the individual and the person that you are. And all of your friends are right. It just takes one. Yeah. It just takes one click of a button and one decision to go. And I say click of a button like in your mind. You could see someone and be like, oh, they're not as tall as I thought my boyfriend would be. But because you're not looking for a boyfriend and you're just hanging out with a bunch of people and this guy all of a sudden his height doesn't matter because you guys are connecting. Like just to me, try your best to let as much go of cause and effect and results oriented and just enjoy it for, you know, give yourself some time. Like to me, time frames help, you know, like I went to bear week in Provincetown four years in a row and after that time i was like you know what i'm gonna shift and do something else with my time because Mm. i'm not finding it there you know that like i i want to shift and change my pattern to create some chaos in what i'm doing so that i meet new people in new circles if you always take the same train to your work every single day take a different path you might yes. to somebody take a different vehicle, take a different choice. You know what I mean? Lincoln, I want to piggyback off of exactly what you're saying because a, you were walking down 19th street, yep. correct? Yeah. 19th street. When you met Peter who lived in your neck of the woods. And that is such, that's the thing. The, the thing I've been doing, too, is as I'm walking now and I'm getting out there and spring here in New York is happening, I'm w- walking around. There's a guy that I talked to. I've been talked to several times. He works at Whole Foods downstairs in my building. Downstairs is a Whole Foods. And so I... I've always, we've always had this connection. I know he's gay because he said he saw me at the Madame X tour. <laughs> and he said, I saw you there. And I was like, oh, wow. I did. So that told me, okay, he's gay. And you love Madonna. Oh my God. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, the, and the funny thing is, he, like, he didn't, I don't think you can break your knee, but he, something severe happened to his knee, like my ankle, right? And so, he has seen me and his we have conversations about recovery with my ankle and he says you're gonna get through this and i keep thinking is now the time i should ask him out because he's so i'm like he's such a nice guy and i really and i think if nothing else a date would be like and i i'm pretty sure 
we could at least do that. Where it would go from that, I don't know. The the gods aren't telling me that yet. The crystal ball isn't telling me that. <laughs> but I just think to what you're saying is to again with that word pivot, Lincoln. There you go. Is to kind of put yourself out there. He lives this guy lives in Boston. So like New York, not Boston has is has so many microcosmic neighborhoods too. And maybe just put yourself out there. It doesn't yes, the bar scene. Yes, go to yeah. some things. Just keep going. You know what I mean? Mike, you walking on 19th Street, me walking to Whole Foods. I he, he it's not like he lives in Fresno, California. I mean and, and I know is, you know what that is. Yeah, yeah. In, in the age that we're living in, there's been such a shuffle of the cards to begin with. People who used to go yes. to the office every day are still working at home and they might not go to the office every day. People who lived Correct. in New York who could or lived in Boston who couldn't afford to live there anymore ran away to Wilton Manors or you know, like to yeah, right. San Francisco, or they ran back to Australia or the UK, which is why this guy might connect with people like that. If mm-hmm. he has the funds and he's comfortable to travel again, go to the UK, go to a different city. Just you might go to the UK, have a great time there, not meet anyone, and come back with a new perspective in your mind. Go to the grocery store and run into someone. And be like, hey, how oh. you doing? Yeah. And and Stephen, I'm with your Whole Foods situation. I wouldn't push the date, quote unquote. I would just keep getting to know that person and be like, hey, do you want to go grab a coffee sometime? Don't call it a date. Don't call it like, let's just let life play for a while. Yeah. Enjoy the that. time. And then someone's going to turn and go, hey, would you like to go on a date with me? Look, I got some advice here too, <laughs> And I can almost promise you that when someone turns to you and goes, do you want to go on a date? You're going to be like, wait, you want me? No, I, this isn't going to work. <laughs> yep. I have to be yeah. the one who asks. You can't ask me. <laughs> because that's the way our But let it play works. out you know is what, I mean? what you're saying. Let, let it, play it play out. out. And, and, and life, and you know what? That's where life has given me a different turn of events with my ankle and I have really gotten to know my neighbors and the people that work downstairs and the people that work and life is different. And I like what life is serving me right now. I'm, I'm a different person than I was before I broke my ankle. I'm just going to say, and I like who I'm turning out to be. I like who I'm meeting. I like the, the potential of who I could potentially meet. I'm open to having a coffee with somebody, but life is different prior to when I broke my ankle. It just is. Mm-hmm. And I love the prospects. It And there are prospects. I'm just going to yeah, say that. So, um, I know we go on a little off track and I want to hear from your yes. advice. We got it, yes. Cody. Get it. Yeah. So I, you guys stole all my advice first and foremost. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't agree more. I say enjoy the time that you're living in right now because once you meet that person, this time is not going to be there anymore. You're not going to have this moment in time ever again. So enjoy being single, enjoy going out and talking to people and eventually the person that you would like to have uh as your as your partner well 
will come to you and then it, it will be a done deal. I will say, though, it sounds like he's having a little bit of burnout as far as date the whole dating scene is concerned. Take some time to get to know yourself. Take some time for yourself. Maybe you want to take a break from all the dating. And in that time, you can just kind of, you know, have self-dates, self-love if you if you want to, like we talk about all the time on the show. So have a date with yourself and just and the more that you actually put yourself out there and the more you know yourself, the better off the the, the mate that you eventually do have will be for you. Can I add one thing yeah. to what you just said? Because it's very, very true. Take care of yourself. The money you were going to spend on a matchmaker, which that was really a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Go to therapy, go to the gym, go to the doctor, make sure you're getting all of your things done so you can live another 40 years. And when you meet that person, you have a long time with them. Make sure that you're taking care of your health, that you're taking care of your mind, your body, your finances, all that stuff so that you're ready. And then the train will stop at your station. That's right. Such great advice. So exactly where I'm at too. I mean, I've gotten, you know, I've always wanted to meditate and I always loved the idea of meditation. I now meditate for the last two months, every morning, 10 minutes. I just do 10 minutes. That's all you need. I have my stones. I have my quartz crystal that I put in my left hand, Aww. but I have, and 10 minutes. I, I just met, I breathe, I meditate. I set an intention for the day. I can tell you, I have manifested certain things because of my meditation, but it's to your point, Lincoln, it's setting a tone on making, you know, my health too at 50 and we're speaking to a 50 year old here is so important to me. Things change when you're 50. I'm just going to put that out there. I have looked at my health more so than ever. I, I listen to my doctor. I do everything. It's things change a little bit in your fifties. And I think you are about your health and wellness. Would you not agree with that Lincoln? No, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And then, I mean, look at the way the pandemic just shifted everyone's health yeah. in so many different, you know, ways. Anyone, it, what is it, like 89% of the people that died of COVID were obese? Wow. Yes. Like, if you want to yeah. fight COVID and not dying from COVID, weight control. And we all gained the weight because of the pandemic. Yeah. Right. You know, some people did not. I'm, I know I'm speaking in generalities, but yeah. for the most part, people's health went, screw it. I'm having a Snickers. I this might go have one right now. I, did. I, mean, like, <laughs> I, I want the Oreos. I don't need the healthy stuff. I was having to make me hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I hope that helps. I hope. Um, uh, let us and know. Let us know. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was Yeah, thinking. yeah. Let Thanks for following Thank up you. on that. We love a good follow up story, and um, I hope this helped for you. You can always ask for advice from us. We love giving solicited advice. You can email us, go to tagspodcast.com or DM us at tagspodcast on Instagram. Thanks, guys. This has been such a awesome show. Yes. Follow my co host, follow Lincoln on Instagram at Oh my gosh. At uh, Do you need help? What? Matt, Matt Lincoln. M A D Lincoln. That's my personal one. And 
just protein bakery, P R O T E I N bakery, uh, both on Instagram and yay. Say hello. <laughs> I actually, I've had a lot of people that listen to the podcast, come in, buy stuff at the bakery. And then like right on their way out, they're like, by the way, I listened to you on the podcast by Lincoln. And then even so I'm like, ah, what's happening? So now that things love are it. again, if you visit New York, come visit. I love it. Cody, you've got two. I'm going to let you tell yours too because okay. I have brain farts. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly fine. We all do that. We all have brain farts. Um, KMD Coaching for my coaching life coaching services. I want to focus on relationship coaching. Um, and also, if you like thoughty pictures, come follow me at Mr. Maurice, M-I-S-T-A-H-M-A-U-R-I-C-E. Thank you very much. Love it. <laughs> oh, guys, so much fun. Thanks for all your insights. And in the meantime, guys, continue having hot gay sex. 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 Yes. <laughs> yes.